All right, Chase Briscoe, you ready, babe? Mm-hmm. Briscoe joins us here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks has been doing this for 21 years, Chase, and thankfully for those 21 years, we've had some fantastic sponsors, Lucas Oil, General Tires, and numerous others. Uh, but for a guy like yourself, who's uh, who's not been in this business for so damn long, and really all you want to do is race, I think you learned last year, really when you made it up to Cup, how important sponsorship is, and really the, the ability that you have to race because of sponsorship, and now having Mahindra on board, does that relieve some of the pressure for you as a big-time driver? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's no secret that sponsorship's a, a huge part of what we do, and you know, for me, I, I didn't grow up with, you know, a sponsor in my back pocket or family money. And, you know, so I've been very fortunate that Stuart Haas and all these other people I've driven for, I've been able to go find sponsors for me. And, you know, now to, to have Mahindra on board and to do it in my sophomore season, you know, have a multi-year deal that just gives you the confidence and the security to go out there and race and know that you're going to be good for the next year where in the past, you know, it's not always been the case. So it's uh, definitely a blessing. I'm definitely thankful for the fact that, you know, to have somebody like Mahindra and, and we've got a lot of other great partners as well. This is just the newest one and, and obviously the biggest one for the next season. So definitely nice to have somebody like Mahindra and somebody that really, I feel like kind of stands for the same things that Stuart Haas and the 14 cars specifically kind of stands for. And, and even myself, you know, growing up in a small town in Indiana, mm-hmm. you know, it's very Royal. Uh, you know, Mahindra, every single dealership is family owned. It's not, you know, hmm. like the other brands that go out there and just have these massive dealerships. He, literally every single one is family owned. And being a small town guy from Indiana, I think that's pretty special. And, you know, they're the official attractor of Tough. They're all about, you know, rising to the occasion, grit, determination. I feel like that's a lot what the 14 car stands for and kind of the same as my career path, you know, from sleeping on couches, volunteering at race shops. Yeah, there's, there's many times I could have easily quit and gave up, but, you know, it ended up working out. And that's kind of the same things that Mahindra stands for, just going to get the job done. So, yeah, I think it's a great fit and somebody that I'm really looking forward to having on the car for the next couple of years. I love how you said twice in that answer from a small town in Indiana. Are you a John Cougar Mellencamp fan? <laughs> I was born in a small Old town. It yeah, didn't live very far from me. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, how can you not like Mellencamp? So, right. Yeah, for sure. What is the kind of music that you listen to before as you're getting race ready and then also maybe just for a good time on a Saturday night? I mean, I listen to a lot of different stuff. You know, I'm not normally one that listens to music before a race or has some routine. Oh, really? I just kind of go with the flow. But if I have to listen to something to pump me up, it's normally Motley Crue. Bam! Oh, yeah! boy. Oh, yeah! Yeah! About <laughs> damn time you young kids are getting into some good damn music. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny is a self-proclaimed metalhead. Yeah, man. That a boy. The crew is solid for sure. Do you have a go? Stat, I know you want to jump in here, but real quick, do you have a favorite crew song? I'm, I'm, kickstart my heart. That's got to be the one yeah, that gets you going. One. The Wild Side and Take Me to the Top are probably my yeah. two favorites. The Wild Side. I hate yeah. to jump in here, Kenny, because that's a <laughs> sweet spot is the – you you want to take some more of that? No, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> It's all you, Stat. The pure metalhead, uh, Chase. <laughs> you mentioned the 14 car a couple of times as well, and that was something that is at the top of my list to ask you. The 14 car uh, was Tony's number. Uh, 14 was A.J. Foyt's number. Like the 43 and Petty, do you feel some pressure when you're uh, behind the wheel of that 14 car? 
to meet up to the standards of the guys who've driven it before? Well, hopefully I can be half the standard of what AJ and Tony were. You know, they, they were obviously incredible. So, yeah, I mean, for sure. You know, I grew up 45 minutes from where Tony was from in Columbus. You know, I grew up sprint car racing. Tony grew up sprint car racing. So, my guy growing up was Tony Stewart. So, you know, the, the dream scenario was always if, if I could somehow drive the 14 car, that would have been the dream. And, and now to, to do that is, is unbelievable. But, yeah, there's definitely, you know, pressure that comes along with that. You know, because, I you know, I know – what the fans want to see out of the 14 and what the 14 stands for. And uh, there's definitely added pressure. You know, people expect the 14 to go run up front, you know, win races, you know, get in some conflict every now and then. That's just part of the 14. And uh, that's why the fans love the 14. So yeah, for sure. There's, there's some added pressure that comes along with that car. And, and, you know, like you were saying, it's like the 43 in a sense, there's a, there's a fan base that follows the 14 where every number doesn't have that. You know, there's very few numbers I feel like in the sport that have fans that are attached to that number, no matter who drives it. And, and I'm very fortunate to be one of the few that get to drive one of those numbers. So if Tony meant that much to you when you were growing up, you've got to take us back to that moment when you pick up the phone and <laughs> says, Chase, this is Tony Stewart. What went through your mind knowing that you were going to get a chance to drive for someone who was that important to you? Yeah, it was super special. Uh, at the end of 2016, uh, I just got off the ARCA season, and Ford had contacted me about being a development driver for them for the next, I want to say it was five years at the time. And the path was two years of trucks, two years of Xfinity, and they'd hoped by the fifth year I'd be ready for Cup. And I remember when I got signed by Ford, me and my agent sat down and kind of put a, a plan together of, okay, what's best case scenario, what's worst case scenario, and all these other scenarios that could happen. And I remember the dream was, I said, would to be driving at Stuart Haas Racing. But if I could drive the 14 car, you know, that'd be the one I'd pick uh, all day long. So uh, last year or 20, at the end of 2020, you know, we had a really successful Xfinity season. And, and Tony called me and he didn't know if it was going to be the following year or two years from now. But he, he offered me the 14 car and, and it was crazy, you know, calling my parents, telling them that you know, Tony just called me and said, Hey, you know, when I go back to Indiana, back to my childhood house, there's Tony Stewart stuff everywhere still. To be able to drive the 14 car and get that call from Tony, but then now to have the relationship that I have with Tony, you know, to have him as a friend, you know, it's always cool whenever your hero can end up being your friend. And, you know, there's only 40 people in the Cup Series that get to say they drive in the Cup Series, but how many out of those 40 can say they get to drive the car they dreamed of driving as a little kid? So it's definitely special. Before you get away, there's even something more important when you find out your hero is a good guy, uh, yeah. so many yeah. find out that their hero is not anybody they want in their life. And I, I, I'm sure you found out that uh, Tony, you said he's your best friend. So obviously you found out that he's a pretty good guy too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody knows Tony. It's no secret. He could be a hothead on the racetrack, but off the racetrack, he is one of the most caring, nicest individuals you ever meet. So it's like you said, you're meeting your hero can go one of two ways. And I was definitely fortunate that, that my hero was, was what I thought he would be. And it's been great off the racetrack to have that relationship with Tony and, you know, have somebody in your corner like that for sure. There's a social media account. I think that's coming up. You say every time you go back to Indiana, you see Tony Stewart stuff everywhere. I think it needs to be chase overtakes Tony at chase overtakes Tony <laughs> or something. And you take your picture by all this Tony stuff. Like, Hey, it's my turn now. Yeah, I'm the 14. But- 
Yeah, that'd be funny. You know, it's crazy how much stuff, you know, I have grown up, whether it's car, like literally over my blanket or not, not over my blanket, over my window is a blanket. It's a Home Depot blanket. But used to growing up, I was six, seven, eight years old. I would almost every single day, I'd come home from school. I'd wear my Home Depot uniform helmet and I would play my sprint car video game on the computer. So, I mean, at, at home when I go back to my hometown and in my childhood bedroom, there's Tony stuff everywhere. I don't know if I need to change that now or not, but it definitely is like going back to the time machine with all the Home Depot stuff and everything else. Well, it's a perfect opportunity for you to contact Mahindra and say, I want a bunch of my merchandise shipped so I can redo my bedroom. Yeah. I don't Maybe. know if I want myself all in my bedroom, but that is a little weird. Maybe- Maybe we could we could make it look like the old 20 stuff or something. Well, we're excited for you and, of course, for Stuart Haas Racing with uh, Mahindra on the side of your car for next year. And then, of course, for the following year. I, I'm not sure how long this deal is for, but uh, even bigger than that, man, we're happier for you and your wife and the birth of Brooks. Yeah, uh, a, a couple of months ago, we uh, we're the the Crasher and I are married. We have a <laughs> seven, eight year old stat man's got uh, children. Uh, it, it, it It's Children do wonders to to adults when it comes to just really uh, understanding why we're on this planet. And now you're not just driving for you and your wife, Broham. You're driving for Brooks, babe. Yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy. You know, at least in the sprint car world growing up, I remember guys having kids and they would say, hey, man, it slows you down. Like you lose those two tents. But I feel like, <laughs> so like you gain two tents because you wanted to, to go out there and get food on the table for him and, and provide for him. So, you know, on the sprint car side, I guess it's a little bit different because the risk side of things and everything else. But for me, I feel like it's it's almost motivated me even more. So it's been really cool to have Brooks. I only got to run, I think, four races at the end of the season once he was here. But, you know, to have him, he went to Nashville to the banquet with us. And <laughs> earlier we were, at, we we're obviously at IMS right now. And uh, I was doing a phone interview and they were asking about Brooks. And I looked over and he was in his car, his car seat, but he was on the bricks. And it just got oh. hit me that, oh, here's my son on the bricks now. It was, it was, it was pretty dang cool. So, uh, we, we got down and took a picture with him and everything else. But yeah, it's, it's crazy how much changes your life. You know, literally overnight, I was telling my wife that before he was here, you know, we didn't know when he was going to come, obviously. And I said, we're going to go to bed one night and the next day we're going to wake up and our life will never be the same. And it's the truth. So it's been really neat, though, to have him here. He's over two months old and we, we've definitely been blessed. He's for the last month and a half. I mean, he was three weeks old. He would sleep from 11 to nine every oh. night, not make a sound. <laughs> they didn't really ever cry. He just hangs out. I'm a pretty laid back, you know, I don't really ever get worked up. My wife's the opposite. Right. So <laughs> thankfully he got my jeans, I guess, in that department, but luckily he got her jeans in the look department. So we kind of got the perfect match. Hey, hashtag, hold on real quick. Hashtag Brooks on the bricks. Babe, I love that. Yeah, nice job, Chris. Absolutely perfect. But real quick, because we do, I know we need to let you go, but give give Brooks to Tony and Leah. You know, just, just a little bit. Say, well, hey, we hey, were trying earlier. We were, he was just here after he did your guys' interview and he was leaving and I was holding him and, and Brooks was wide awake just looking around and Marissa and my wife said, hey, do you want to hold him? And he will not hold him. We've tried the last two nights. He wants nothing to do with Brooks. <laughs> it was funny. Brooks, I was holding him for 20 minutes. Yeah. And he never made a sound. He was wide awake looking around. Tony came up and was like pinching him and kind of messing with him. And he started crying. And Tony was like, all right, I'm out. That just proves it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Tony's got against him, but yeah. yeah. He's not a fan. Oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't hold our daughter seven years ago. Uh-uh. I said, "No way. I'm not getting close to her." Hey, uh, let's settle this. <laughs> uh, is Brooks going to go to IU or Purdue? <gasps> right. 
I don't like either. Uh, I was a Butler fan growing up. So I grew up 25 minutes from IU. As I've gotten older, I've kind of, I don't really care anymore. I used to be diehard Butler. There was nobody else that mattered. Now I've gotten older and and I don't watch Butler as much as I used to. I really don't care. I mean, I just want to see Indiana school do good. I mean, Purdue's obviously really good. They got beat by Rutgers last night, but I use pretty good too this year. So It'll, I just like seeing Indiana teams do well, and I don't really care who it is at this point. Chase Briscoe, rookie of the year. You keep that Butler. Butler had the national <laughs> championship on the rim. They had it once, two years in a row, and blew it. Exactly. They had the national championship on the rim at the buzzer. Yeah, and, Gordon Hayward, uh, one inch away. Yep. Yep. You keep that Butler, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, I lost track after they started. After we lost Brad Stevens, I stayed through Chris Holtman, and then I forget who the coach was after that. But we've been switching coaches so often lately, and now I'm not living in Indiana. I used to go to Hinkle for quite a few games and oh. watch him every week on TV, and it's just not as easy now living in Charlotte. But I keep up a little bit here and there. If they come play around the Charlotte area, I'd for sure go. But definitely. Don't get to watch them as much as I used to. That's for sure. Wow. Butler Blue is the only mascot that actually makes it to IMS every year. So yeah. there we go. Bang. <laughs> hey, Chase, we couldn't be happier for you and, and your team. And, of course, uh, your owner, Tony Stewart. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.